What does alcohol, drugs, Pizza Hut, and an Uber have in common? This is Unspoken Secret Episode 4. Only Bradley would connect those four things. Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. So. Hi, I'm back. Mal's back. Matt is still not here. Matt is still not here, but that's okay. She will be here hopefully next time. Um, She has been feeling well. Her voice has been hurting, so. That's why she didn't come. But we're joined again by Mal. Woo-woo! Brad and Mal. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about trust. Okay. Do you trust me? I trust you, Brad. Good. Why do you <laughs> trust me, though? That's a good question. I think I trust you because you have shown that you trust me as well. And so I feel like okay. it's been mutually built over time and, like, over the experiences that we've had together. Just slowly build on one another? Yeah. Okay. I think it would be hard for me to trust you if you didn't also trust me. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. But that's true. It's hard to trust someone if you don't feel that they trust you. Let's just estimate, just kind of throw things out there. How long do you think it takes for the average person to develop trust in someone? Ooh. I would say months. Months? To be honest. Really? Maybe that's just me. I mean, I feel like there's different levels of trust, though. Okay, explain. I mean, after a couple weeks of knowing somebody, I trust them, you know, with, like, my phone number or something. Okay. But I don't trust them to tell them my whole life story yet after a couple weeks. Okay. You know? Or I trust them... To help me with, you know, a favor and that they'll follow through, but I won't trust them, like, with my secret, like, what I'm struggling with or something, Hmm. you know? So I feel like there's different levels, but I feel like for me to fully trust somebody to completely open up to, it takes at least a couple months. For sure. Yeah, I can totally understand that. Is there such a thing as being too trusting? Yes. Why? I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning, at least for me. Again, this is all just based on my experiences. Okay. But I feel like in the times I've been too trusting, it's because I've thought that they're trusting me as well. So I feel like I could keep opening up to them. And then when I learn that that trust is, like, gone, then I am end up hurting. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah. And so I think for me, why it takes so long is because I want to make sure that I have actual trust in them. So I don't just, like, jump into something and I trust them too much, then that's, like, burned. And I'm ended up hurting. I feel yeah. Hmm. Um, it's definitely difficult trying to balance trusting someone without trusting them too much. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's such a thing as trusting too oh, much? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. There's so many risks involved with trusting someone. Um, There are so many untrustworthy people out there. You have to protect your information, your identity. Oh, yeah. So many different things. And so there definitely is a, uh, maybe not a strong line, but there's a line, a blurred line Mm -hmm. of how much you should trust someone. And I have a really good story to go with this. Let's see. Okay. You haven't heard this story, right? I don't think so. Okay. So that'll be good because I want to hear your reactions to this. <coughs> um, and 
this is this happened recently to me. This is my story, my secret. <laughs> Um, that is about to be spoken. That is about to be spoken. <laughs> um, but it had to do with trust, trusting someone and having them trust me back. Um, and to this day, it just, I think it's such a funny story. But anyway, I have a Snapchat. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be known. Let that be known. Add me. Just kidding. Don't add me. Um, I deleted mine, so. Yeah. I don't use it hardly ever anymore. But I had a Snapchat, and there's this feature on Snapchat called Quick Add, where it suggests friends for you. Um, One day, a few months ago, this guy added me on Snapchat, and I was still pretty new to the Snapchat world. I only got it like a few weeks prior. Um, So I added him back. Didn't know who he was, but assumed that he was like a friend or a friend of a friend or some contact or he lived in the area. I didn't know how it worked, but I assumed that I knew him or he knew me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I added him and then messaged him, hey, how are you? And he responded, good, good, how are you? And I asked, do I know you? Like, who are you? And What are you doing on my Snapchat? Yeah. And we'll call him Eric because that was his name, but... (laughs) Because that was his name? Because that was his name. (laughs) You're not going to hide it? (laughs) No. Um, His name is Eric. (laughs) And he was 19 years old. And how old are you? I'm 21. Okay. But he lived in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Have you ever been in Pennsylvania? I have never. Actually, no. no, I've been to Pennsylvania once, but that was three or four years ago. Okay. Um, I don't know anyone who lives in Pennsylvania, though. I'd only visited Pennsylvania driving through. I've never had anyone that I know live in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I'm immediately confused as to why this guy added me, how he knows me, who he is. Um, So I was like, "Um, I'm in Utah, so... Don't know who you are, but um, bye. GTFO. Yeah. I was like, I'm not really interested in getting to know you. And he kind of turned on me and started yelling at me. And like, this was through chats. We hadn't sent snaps to each other. So I didn't know what he looked like. He didn't know what I looked like. So it could have been anyone, really. Um, and he started sending things to me, started swearing at me, started calling me names. And at first, I was like, okay, well, this guy's getting blocked. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, he really can't do anything. And this is kind of funny. It was a little entertaining to me to see this 19-year-old kid get upset because I refused to acknowledge him as, like, a friend. Which he clearly wanted to be friends, but I didn't know him. He didn't know me. Um, but I kept talking with him and we kind of just had some banter back and forth and eventually I was like, okay, dude, I'm done. I'm going to bed or I'm, I don't remember what I was doing. I'm leaving and stop talking to him. The next day at about 10 o'clock at night and he's in Pennsylvania. So this was three hours, three hour difference. So it was about 1am his time. He messages me out of the blue I get this notification, Eric from Pennsylvania has messaged you. And I open it up, and he says, hey, can you come pick me up? 
I'm like, I'm in Utah, first off. So, no. And second off, I don't know you. Third off, you're mean. Why would I? I was blown away. All the answers are pointing to no. All these things, no. But I was curious. Why are you asking me to pick you up? That is so bizarre. Is this a joke or something? Are you trolling me? Wrong person. (laughs) Yeah. New phone. Who dis? And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you live in Utah. I was really hoping you could help me out. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? Isn't it like 1 a.m. there? Like, why are you still awake? And he tells me, well, I've been drinking and I'm drunk. Okay, well, first of all, he didn't forget that you lived in Utah. Yeah. Let's be honest. He didn't. But (laughs) who knows what his intentions were. But he said, I've been drinking. I'm drunk. It's raining outside. I'm away from home. I don't feel comfortable driving my car home because I'm drunk. And I don't have any way of getting home. Can you please... I was just hoping you could come pick me up, but obviously you can't because you don't live anywhere near me. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Bye. See ya. (laughs) See ya. I should have thought of that. Um, But he keeps talking to me, and he's just like, I really wish someone could help me. Like, is there anything you can do to help me? I was like, what do you want me to do? And we kept talking back and forth, and finally I had some empathy some sympathy, some pity on him. And I was like, okay, I will call you an Uber. You did not. I did. Bradley. I said, where do you live? You did not. I did. Where do you live? Where are you right now? Um, I will call you an Uber and I'll get someone to pick you up and take you home. And he sent that to me. He sent me his exact address and his exact location. So... Already at the very beginning of our relationship that we have had, I've been very trusting to him, and he's trusted me with some secure information because I know exactly where he lives. I know his full name. He had told me his first and last name. His first name is Eric (laughs) from Pennsylvania, so watch out. His last name. (laughs) (laughs) His last name is from Pennsylvania. (laughs) One word with a hyphen. (laughs) Just a hyphen. (laughs) Um, But he trusted me with his address, and trusted me enough to ask me for help, which is totally bizarre. Yeah. So, and luckily, I'm a very trusting, trustworthy person. (laughs) Not take advantage of him. But I got him an Uber, sent him home. And then I was messaging him the whole way he was there, getting updates. I was telling him, okay, your Uber is two minutes away. Your Uber is one minute away. Your Uber is here. And then he's like, okay, I'm home. Thank you so much for doing that for me. I really appreciate that. Um, And at one point, he even called me through Snapchat um, while he was in the car talking to his Uber and thanked me for sending this Uber to pick him up. So I was feeling pretty good about myself. Mm -hmm. I had done my good deed for the day. Um, So I get him off to bed. Um, He tells me, oh, I have the worst headache. I just feel so sick. I'm... Um, I'm not even tired. I've been drinking. And I tell him, okay, drink this, eat this, count sheep, do this, blink your eyes really fast, like all these things to get him to go to sleep. And finally he falls asleep. So I think, okay, we're done. I'm never going to hear from this guy again. The next morning he messages me saying, hey, I have a hangover. I'm like, well, duh. Your fault. What am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) Sorry. 
and give him some advice. Okay, drink lots of water, eat greasy foods. Like, like I'm some sort of an expert on alcoholism. You probably like Googled it <laughs> when he told you. Yeah, seriously, I didn't know anything, but I told him some things of how to cope with a hangover. And he's like, "No, I'm just gonna drink some more." I'm like, "Okay, you do you. I'm done." Later that day, and I'm still thinking to myself, "Okay, I'm never gonna hear from him again." Like, mm-hmm. he's done. He's done asking me for favors, done asking me for things. Um, later that day, he messages me, and he says, guess what? I'm like, what? He's like, I just got kicked out of my house. I'm like, what do you mean you got kicked out of your house? Like, I feel like that's a little bit of an exaggeration. He's like, no. My mom and dad have been divorced for a few years. I lived with my dad for a little bit, and then he didn't want me there, so I moved in with my mom. My mom has this uh, boyfriend that she has been inviting over, um, and we don't get along. And so we got into this fight yesterday, or today when he was telling me. Um, We got into a fight earlier today, and my mom sided with her boyfriend, and they kicked me out of the house. I mean, he's 19, so he is an adult. He should be independent. So it's not like a huge issue. If he was like a 10-year-old child, I'd be calling the cops. Yeah. But... Still, it was really unfortunate to hear that, and I I felt bad for him. Um, And I was like, well, honestly, maybe you deserved it. Like, you seem like a punk kid. Yeah. Um, So I have sympathy, but not that much sympathy. Like, you'll get over it. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, well, if you are really in such a dire circumstance and you really are that desperate, I will help you. I'm not going to support you with money financially. I'm not doing that. But I will find places for you to go. So I already knew his address. I already knew where he lived. I looked up soup kitchens. I looked up homeless shelters. And I sent him recommendations of where I thought he could go. I was taking care of this kid. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Maybe I went too far with it. But I felt empathy for someone that was going through a hard time. I wanted to help them. I felt I can at least do something, so why not do it? See, this is a, like a situation where I think that you trust too much, and then they take advantage of you. Yeah. Which is a problem oh, we're getting there. trusting too much. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is really difficult finding that barrier between trusting and not trusting. Um, so I get him to these homeless shelters, get him to these soup kitchens, Get him taken care of, and I ask, okay, are you in school? And he says, yes, I am a high schooler, um, kind of late, older high schooler. I'm just finishing up my senior year. Um, I'm doing it online. I'm like, that's great. And he even sent me a picture of his transcript to show, hey, these are my grades. This is what we're working with. Mm -hmm. And he was a good student, surprisingly. Not to judge him in any way, but based on what I had known about him, Um, I was surprised to see that he had straight A's in all of his classes that he was taking. Had the date, had his name, had, again, way too trusting for me for him to send that information to me. But he took a picture, a screenshot of his transcript, gave it to me, and I could see how he was doing in school. I was like, okay, great. Keep that up. Um, Keep doing your homework, attending your online classes, however you do that. And now, do you have a job? He said, no. I'm like, okay, do you have a resume? No. I'm like, okay, let's work on a resume. Let's look at getting you some job interviews. And we set him up with some job interviews. 
he had one interview with this floral place um, and was really excited about it, thought he was going to get it because I think he had gotten the interview because it was one of his friends or he knew the owner. So he was excited about it and he ended up missing the interview because on his way to the floral place, um, he saw two girls um, fighting, getting in this physical fight. And he, being the punk kid that he was, pulled out his phone and started recording it. And because of that, the police had called him in as a witness. And he even, and I saw this because he even posted it on his Snapchat story. Hmm. So I saw the fight. So it happened. (laughs) And I got mad at him. What? I was saying it was real. It was real. Um, But I got mad at him. I was like, dude, you can't, you have to take care of yourself first. You don't have any money. You don't have a place to live. You don't have food. Don't focus on other people. Get to the job interview. Mm -hmm. Anyway, then he had another job interview with Taco Bell, something like that. Um, And I'm not sure if he got that or not. But he was working on trying to get a job. He was at least attempting to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, A few days later, so we had been talking for about a week now at this point. Um, A week or so later, he messages me early in the morning. Not super early, but in the morning time. He says, hey, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, and he says, great, can I ask you tonight? And I was like, um, yeah, but why can't you just ask me now? And he's like, well, I'm embarrassed. I, I don't feel comfortable asking you right now. I'm afraid of how you'll respond. And immediately I'm like, red flag, what are you wanting to ask of me? Did you never think this was, like, unsafe, any of this? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay? I... I was very cautious and careful okay. with all of this. Okay. I've made sure I've gone through everything. I had never sent him a picture of what I looked like. He doesn't know what I look like. He didn't know any information about me other than I lived in Utah. That was it. Um, okay, so this question. So he had a question for me, and I was like, shoot, what is he going to ask? And I say, no, you can just ask me now. And then he says, okay can you buy me some food? I said, no, I'm not buying you food. Yeah. I'm not. And he says, please. And I'm like, no, give me one good reason why I should buy you food. Yeah. You, yeah, you've been trying, but you really haven't been putting yourself out there, asserting yourself in getting a job, in finding a place to live, in doing all these things. You've really just, I've been doing all that I can to help you. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to enable you. Yeah. I will support you and I will guide you on your way, but I'm not going to financially support you. I made that clear at the very beginning. Good. I bought you an Uber. That's all I'm paying on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it very clear to him that was a one-time thing. And, like, you've invested all the time in him. I like have. Helping him with his resume and finding interviews. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you should not have to pay for him. Yeah. However, we started talking Oh, no. And finally, we made this deal. Okay? you did not. Listen to this. Okay? (laughs) You did not. Listen, you don't even know what I did. This is unspoken secret. I have to say it. Okay? Uh, All the truth, nothing but the truth. We made a deal. I told him, okay, I will buy you one meal. 
one meal this one time, never again, if and only if you stop drinking. And he said, okay. So, how did that go? So, I was thinking to myself, you know, I honestly don't believe him. Right at the beginning, I was like, you know, I really think he is taking advantage of me. Mm -hmm. He is not being sincere. Mm -hmm. He just wants food. Mm -hmm. Um, But I rationalized to myself that this was going to be the one time that I was going to do this. It doesn't cost that much to buy one meal for someone. And I felt, you know, it's not up to me what he does with this. I would rather feel good about myself making this decision, taking care of someone, attempting to take care of someone, whether or not they accept it in the way that I would like. So I asked him, okay, what do you want? And he said Pizza Hut. So going back to the beginning, this is how all these things, actually, we're not even into some of the things. We've talked about alcohol. We've talked about Pizza Hut now. We've talked about Uber. Typical Brad story. It lasts like four hours. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I get him Pizza Hut. And I know I, he had, at this point, he had found a friend. It might have been his cousin. I think it was his cousin to live with. So he told me the address of his cousin's place. I went online, ordered a simple meal, simple pizza um, to go to this house. Mm-hmm. And again, no identified information. He didn't have anything. Like I made sure that he wasn't going to know who I was or how I got the money. Like I felt pretty safe and secure doing this. Granted, the situation I was in. But again, I, I wanted to do something nice for someone. And I cared about this kid I wanted him to be okay so he committed to stop drinking about a week later after this he had not asked me for anything he had kept up on me and told me hey I ha- I didn't drink today I'm like that's great and the next day hey I didn't drink today either and he went about a week and he hadn't drunken any alcohol for a full week which was pretty amazing mm-hmm. he could have been lying Who knows? But I have reason to believe he wasn't because he seemed sincere. And if he was lying, why would he tell me? Because I never asked him if he had been drinking. He would always just report it to me. So if he was lying about it, it just seems like unnecessary for him to even mention. Um, But he would report to me on things. He had sent me his transcript. He had told me updates on his job, on all these things in his life. So he really did trust me. And wanted to let me know how he was doing. Um, Even though I was never asking him how he was. Mm -hmm. So about a week after this Pizza Hut, he messages me. He's like, hey, can I ask you a question? Can I ask permission for something? And I immediately said, no. I don't even care what it is. The fact that you have to ask for permission probably means it's going to be a no from me. Um, Because I had adopted this kid as my son (laughs) at this point. And... He said, well, can I just ask? And I'm like, sure, you can ask, but it's probably going to be no. He's like, okay, fine. Can I use acid drugs? And I said, no. Why? First off, no, because no. 
Second off, no, because that's not good for you. Third off, no, because how do you even have access to drugs? And he said, well, I got this babysitting job. I said, you got this what? I got this babysitting job um, from one of my friends who's a single mother with a five-year-old son. And she can only pay me in drugs. And I was like, this is illegal. This is illegal. You're joking. This is not. And I I told him, I was like, I'm going to, like, um, report this to the authorities. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. You can't just do this. And I was immediately, like, being like, I'm now witness. Like, I have to, like, deal with this. Anyway, it all got, I won't go into details. It all got smoothed out. Everything's okay. But I told him, no, you can't take this. (laughs) He never had. So he said, okay. He listened to me. And he didn't take it. Again, he could have been lying. But he even sent me a Snapchat video, a Snap video of him walking out of the house and saying, hey, I'm leaving without anything. I'm doing this for free because she won't give me money and I won't. I refuse to take the acid, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And he was all upset about this, but I was like, good. I'm glad you listened listen to me. Um, but he was never in any possession of any drugs. But that did come up. And then this last time, that I talked to this kid, Eric. He had posted on his Snapchat story of him drinking with some of the money that he had earned. And I saw it on a Snapchat story, so I messaged him. I was like, hey, you broke your promise. And this had been two weeks. He had gone two full weeks without drinking, two weeks sober, which is not bad, especially considering he was obeying or listening to the counsel of someone who lived all the way across the country from him who he never even met. Yeah. Um, But I talked to him and he said, yeah, I was thinking if I pay you back for the Pizza Hut and the Uber, then our deal's off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I understand your logic there, but I would rather you stop drinking than you pay me back. And he's like, no, it doesn't work like that. I'm like, I'm the one who set the terms. You can't just void this contract that we made because you want to start drinking again. I was like, you need to not do this anymore. I want you to stop drinking. And he said, "Uh, but I don't want to. And he called me and started talking to me while he was drunk. And it was probably one of the most entertaining phone calls Mm -hmm. through Snapchat that I've ever had because he went through all these emotions. He got angry He was super excited. He started crying when I said I had to go and that I was hanging up. Anyway, I finally told him, you know what? We'll talk in the morning when you're sober or whatever because you clearly Mm -hmm. have so many issues. And it ended. That was that. The next day, next morning, this is the last thing. Next morning, he messages me or I messaged him, hey, how are you? And he says, I hate you. You betrayed me. You betrayed my trust. I thought I could confide in you, and you took advantage of me. And he started swearing at me and calling me all these names and getting upset at me, and I was really confused. What did I do? Apparently, his cousin had told him that while he was talking to me on the phone last night, the night before, that I had forced him to send things to me 
that against his will, things that were inappropriate, which I obviously didn't do. Yeah. His cousin had overheard the conversation and thought that's what we were talking about, and maybe he was talking to someone else and actually did send things to them, but he believed his cousin that I had taken advantage of him and forced him to send inappropriate things to me. And because of that, he no longer trusted me. He was angry and upset and felt betrayed. And I said, you know what? You know I'm not lying. You know I have never done anything to harm you in any way. So if you really think this, then stop talking to me. I have gone through a whole lot of scenarios with you. Yeah. Really tried to help you. And I probably went too far. You took advantage of my trust, and I no longer am interested in helping you if you won't even believe me on this one thing. And he blocked me. And that was the last I ever heard of him. Oh, my gosh. Your life. So. Man. I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. Um, It's a great story, but I am fully aware that I trusted him a little too much. Yeah. I would say a lot too much. A lot too much. Yeah. Sure. I'm willing to admit that, that I made mistakes, but it is what it is. Oh my gosh. Can't believe that that happened. (laughs) No. Okay, so for my unwritten problem posts I wanted to talk about this week, um, it's one of the first ones that I actually posted about. Um, I think it goes well with the story that I just shared. It says, why does love only increase as a reaction to hate? Why can't love make the first move? Um, going through this experience with Eric, this kid that I was taking care of pretty much as my own son, um, I had a lot of doubts and concerns and was questioning myself if it was really worth doing. Um, But I kept feeling and thinking that, you know, why don't I just choose to love someone, a complete stranger, and um, do it in a way that is different. Um, And granted, it did lead to some problems, some complications, and maybe I went too far like what I said, but um, I really wanted to just make that first move and actively try to make the world a better place um, rather than waiting for a reason for it to happen because I honestly had no reason or any motive to take care of this kid. Never met him, still have not met him, but I still did it. I still made the decision to try and take care of him as best as I could. But thank you for joining me, Mallory. I really appreciate you coming back for a second episode. Um, And from what I hear, you want to do this again, so I look forward to that. A secret is a story untold, and I just told it. Like what we hear, don't like what we hear, let us know. Propose a problem, submit a secret. We want to hear from you.